What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday at an indeterminate time because we never know when James is going to show up. But we're talking UFC. What's going on, James? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. How about yourself, mate? Not too bad. When was daylight savings time in England? Oh, honestly, I get mixed up with the timings because I'm genuinely convinced that we called an hour earlier last week. Um, yeah, I just keep getting confused with the dates. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm a bit of a liability, you see, man. <laughs> there you go. You're not a liability. <laughs> but no, yeah, we're here for this weekend's card, and it's certainly, in my opinion, the, the biggest pay-per-view card so far this year, and obviously in the UFC. Nice, nice. Yeah, you were talking about that pre-show. You think this is the best one, so exciting. Yeah. I mean, we're only, what, <laughs> four months in into the new year, so there's plenty of spectacular cards to come, but so far, this is arguably the best. It's just stacked from top to bottom, I'd say. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to it. What fight do you want to talk about first? Uh, well, I mean, we can just sort of dive right into the main event between Volkanovski and Chan mm. Sing Young. Um, I just... <laughs> I love this fight. I mean, I'm a, a fan of both fighters. You know, every time you see Chan Sung Young, the Korean zombie, step inside the octagon, you just know he's going to to bring it. Uh, he's just got a ridiculous chin, and he's always in. He's never in a boring fight, and that's why I think everyone's sort of sort of taken to him a bit over the last decade or so. And Volkanovski, he just looks unbeatable at the moment. Like it's 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 crazy how well he's done so far in the UFC, and I think. There are people saying if he gets it done convincingly against Chan Sing Young, you know, he'll be considered as the greatest of all time. I think we've got to be careful. I mean, it's just, it's too early to say. I know he's defended the title. This will be his third defense. He's beaten Max Holloway twice. He's beaten Jose Aldo. He's beaten Chad Mendes. beaten Brian Ortega. So, yeah, obviously put some respect on his name, but to consider him as a GOAT, maybe not just yet. I think when you break this fight down, again, it's it, it's a it's a very good fight. I mean, when you're looking at Korean Zombie, he's a calculated counterpuncher. You know, he does like to, to take to the sense of the cage. He is patient in terms of his striking. But then, again, he's more happy to, to mix it up. You know, when he is under the caution, under the bus a little bit, he will start to to tend to, to throw a little bit more and excessively. He's, a, he's got that true punching power, although he hasn't really got many knockouts under CV. He does pose a threat in you know, all aspects of mixed martial arts. He's dangerous on the floor. And I think Alex Volkanovsky will have to be careful, a bit wary of what could the Korean zombie will bring to the table. I mean, like I said, 
Zombie will just sort of give it from minute one to minute 25. He just loves, you know, he loves to scrap. And same with Volkanovski. Right now he's in the prime of his career. Like I alluded to earlier, he's coming off of wins over Mendes, Aldo, Holloway and Ortega. His ground and pound is is ridiculously good. And you look at his fight against Ortega in his last defence. I mean, I'm not sure if you watched it, but in the third round, I mean, he was cruising and then Ortega got him in a, a tight guillotine choke and it looked like that was it. But somehow he survived and then it was just crazy. And it just shows that Volkanovski is a, a well worthy of a, being a champion. He's just got that championship mindset. He's got that champion heart and he's very dangerous on the feet and on the ground. And I think for Volkanovski... I think he'll look to try and control the proceedings early on. Like from the get-go, he can't let the Korean zombie dictate proceedings. So expect Volkanovski to to push the Korean zombie against the fence and into some tight, difficult situations and throw in the leg kicks and just mix in his versatile striking. And I, I do expect Volkanovski to dominate. I, I, it pains me to say it because I'm a huge Korean zombie fan. I think this one will be his last ever title fight I'd think at 35 years of age if he loses convincingly now he won't get another shot so I it's gotten to say but I think Volkanovski will get it done by a decision decision I can't disagree with you at all on this one it looks like a decision to me Volkanovski's just ridiculous uh yeah. minus yeah. 700 at one book minus what was it minus a thousand at another book i think volkanovsky wins no value in betting him there so let's uh let's do the decision here it's only minus 150 or minus 125 so in that range i think that's a pretty safe bet i think volkanovsky wins by decision too i i just don't see the korean zombie going down easy no, 100%. And I mean, like I said, he's been in some absolute wars over the last decade, decade or so. And it takes some doing to, you know, to put a guy like the Korean zombie out on out cold, really, on the map. Yeah. I don't know. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. All right. What are the next, what's the next fight we're looking at? Uh, the next fight I've got is the bantamweight title rematch between Aljamain Sterling and Petty Yan. I mean, this you know, this fight's just got a little bit of everything. It's just ridiculous. You know, I'm sure you watched the their first encounter where Petty Yan was dominating from start to finish and then stupidly he got disqualified for landing that illegal knee. And, you know, Aljo, with respect to him, you know, he threw the title immediately on the floor because nobody wants to win the championship belt that way. You know, you want to deserve it. And I guess he kind of did deserve it with the run he's on at the moment, but, you know, he doesn't want to win it in that manner. And I think... Ever since the fight, he sort of <laughs> pretty much pissed off the whole of the MMA community because he's been sort of parading the belt as if he defeated Petty Young convincingly when realistically, obviously, he didn't. But I think coming into this weekend, you see Aljamain Sterling's videos and his training preparations. Like, he looks shredded. And my word, he looks like he's uh, ready to put on a tough fight against Petty Young. And, you know, we'll see. I'm a big fan of Aljamain Sterling. I think, obviously, his bread and butter... It's his ground game, you know, his wrestling, the former NCAA uh, wrestler, and he's got a very nice submission game. And I think what we learned from the first fight is just, you know, Aljo can't really switch off throughout the fight because Petty Yan likes to put his opponent against KG. He's always looking to troll proceedings right from the get-go, and his output is just crazy. I think Yan, obviously, since the first fight, Sterling hasn't fought because he's had surgery, and I think Yan... He's coming off of a, a brilliant five-round fight against Corey Sandhagen to win the interim bantamweight title fight. So he's got the 
he's fought since, you know, he's had the ring time and he's had the octagon time. So he'll be a little bit more fresh coming into this one, but you know, doesn't really matter. Ring rust, it won't be a thing for Aljamain Sterling, even though it's been over a year since you've seen him. For me, when it comes to watching this fight and how it will go down, I think Petian will get it done. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Aljamain Sterling. I love every time he goes in there, he's always looking to put on the display for the fans. But personally, in my opinion, I think Petian is the best bantamweight in the, in mm-hmm. the world right now. Is is versatile striking is crazy. And I think he'll go for the early knockout because he will try to to prove to the MMA fans that he is the best bantamweight in the world. And there's a sheer hatred between the two <laughs> and you don't really want to be pissing off Jan because that man is a killer. So I think I'm going to go for a petty Jan by a third round TKO. Third round TKO. Okay. Yeah. Hard to argue. I don't really have a strong opinion on the side in this one. I mean, I think Jan wins the fight. Uh, what is he? Minus 500. So I'm probably not going to bet that. I'm probably just going to follow you on this one and, uh, you know, sprinkle a little KO. But Jan is uh, plus 137 KO. Fight goes the distance. No minus 111. Yeah. So we can find some, find something playable there. So I like it. What uh, What's up next for you? Next up, I've got Burns versus Hamza Chimaev now. I think we're all, everyone right now is on the Hamzat Chimaev tra- hype train, including myself. I mean, has anyone ever, you know, made an impact? And he, ever since he got into the UFC, it looks so easy. He hasn't suffered a, a scratch really in his first four fights. He's just been utterly dominating from start to finish. He's controlled every second of every fight he's been. And it's just scary because... He is gen- he's a scary dude. And every time he steps foot inside the cage, he'll do anything. He'll maul his opponents. He can knock out his opponents. And for, he's a big guy for a welterweight. I believe he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and, and the 170 division, it is scary. And against a guy like Gilbert Burns, this is a good fight. And I think it's, it's I, can't, I can't think it's the right fight to make. Now, with Hamzat Chimaev, he's coming off of a win over Li Jing Yang. He's probably ranked 15 at the top of my head. So to go from... 15 to number, I think Gilbert Burns is two or three in the world. I think I'm going to say three. So to go from there, top 15 to a, a top five level fighter just shows how good Hamza Chimaev is. Now, I don't think Burns would be a little bit disrespected by that because he's wary of how good Hamza Chimaev is and he understands that he deserves a fight of this magnitude. So when you look breaking down the fight, it's just, it's such a, it's going to be an absolute banger. And I mean, Hamza Chimaev, like I said, he's a, a crowd pleaser. He's always looking to, to step up and put on a show from the, for the fans. And I think if he wins convincingly against Gilbert Burns, he'll probably be next in line for the title. It's a tough one when it, you're breaking it down. The jujitsu obviously favours Gilbert Burns. Hamza Chimaev does have an elite wrestling, so his ground and pound is very vicious as well. So I think with Gilbert Burns, he's going to be looking for the submission, but he's got to be careful off of his back because you don't want to be sort of giving Hamza Chimaev any sort of room and any space to control proceedings on the floor. Hamza Chimaev, it'll be interesting because Gilbert Burns over the last couple of years since moving up and from lightweight to welterweight, he's added more of that knockout power to this game because obviously he's bulking up a little bit more. He's increased the power and it'll be an interesting spectacle. I just, I don't know. I think it will be Hamza's toughest test yet. Like I said, I do believe in the hype train and as big a fan of uh, Burns I am. I think Hamza Chimaev gets it done. I think he'll take the fight to the floor and just ground and pound him until obviously that's it. The referee calls it. So I'm going to go for Chimaev in the second. 
by TKO. TKO, second. Gotcha. Hard to argue. Chamayev uh, is minus 500 to win the fight, minus 188 to win by KO, TKO, or submission. Oof. Hard to argue. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely leaning that way. I'll probably throw a few bucks on you, in, you know, to follow you, but yeah, it's not a fight I see a lot of value in either side. I think if you're really sort of scraping the barrel, I'd maybe try and if you're feeling really lucky, sprinkle a little bit on a, a Burns decision. You know, if you really want to be crazy and make some money. So I, I don't know what the, the line is for that one. Plus 650. So very, very <laughs> nice. Pay. Yeah, very nice. Pay though, but you have to be really crazy to follow that. There you go. All right. There is some value in there though, I'd say. I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, we may do that. We may just chop the bed <laughs> up and, and go crazy decision and KO in the second. No, 100%. All right. What else you got? Next up, I've got Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. Now, Ian Gary capped off his cage where he's tenured by beating Jack Grant for the vacant waterweight title. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Ian Gary's A to know. I think when you saw him on his UFC debut against Jordan Williams, he struggled early on in the first round against Jordan and he'll even admit that because I think the nerves got to him when you know you're fighting at Madison Square Garden one the most iconic sporting arenas in the world and all the pressures on you to perform but I think once he got the alarm bells and the pressure out of the way he sort of controlled proceedings and managed to close the show with a, a vicious knockout late on in the, the first round so it will be a, a tough test heading into this one with Darian Weeks again. And I think Ian Gary, that's what he wants. You know, he wants a tough test and work his way up the rankings. He'll have a, I think he's four inches taller than Weeks and he'll have the two inch reach advantage. And again, for Ian Gary, he's like a six foot four welterweight. And that could, you know, go in his favor later on in the career when he's fighting the top guys, because if you've got the reach and the height advantage, and as good of a mixed martial artist Ian is, he'll can undoubtedly control proceedings. But again, Gary, he's like, he's an entertainer. He wants to put on a spectacle for the fans. Darian Weeks, I'm still not sure. You know, he stepped in on short notice to, to face Barbarena and um, had the decision to defeat. And it's a tough test stepping in on Barbarena on short notice, but I'm still yet to be convinced by Darian Weeks. So I think heading into this one, even though Gary did have a little bit more trouble than I expected against Williams, I think his long-range offensive striking is far more better than Weeks' stand-up in general. I think Ian Gary will just sort of look to control his proceedings, control the range, control the striking, and I think he'll ultimately put him away in the first round with another TKO and just put on another show for the fans. I'm looking forward to this one. TKO in the first? Yeah, Ian Gary's first round TKO. Oh, Ian Gary wins in the first round plus 333. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he's a minus, minus 400 uh, money line to win the fight, plus 333 to win mm. in the first. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely was thinking Ian Gary by KO, TKO, or submission, plus 105, because mm. you're still getting a plus line. I, I just don't see it going through the decision, but man, with uh, plus 333, we have to follow you on that one. I know 100% and Gary's not that type of person I mean obviously 8-0 so far six of them have come by forms of finish and he's got two decisions but like I said he's a true entertainer he's always looking for the finish right from the get go so I don't think this one will go to the judges scorecards I don't think so either I think it's going to be an early 
the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Darian. All right, <laughs> what, <bloke>, okay. yeah. <laughs> what, what have you got up next? Uh, next up, I've got, I think this is my final one between Josinho Rosenstrike and Marcin Taborda. Now, I think when you looked at Josinho Rosenstrike as a predominantly a kickboxer back in the day, and ever since he came into the UFC, I've been a big big fan of him. He's a, a knockout artist, and you can tell he's obviously got that kickboxing background because he looks to to be very versatile in his approach, and just in terms of his striking. He's got three defeats in the UFC, and he's currently two and three in his last five fights. But when you look at the guys he's lost to, Curtis Blades, Cyril Garner, Francis Ngannou, there's no shame in losing to them whatsoever. In between that, he's got wins over Junior De Santos and Augusto Sakai. So I think. Maybe between five and ten, that's the sort of bracket where Josie Rosen strikes at. And I think any further, it will be difficult, as proven when he's fought Garn, Blades and, and Garnu. When you're looking at Martin Tiberda, he's coming off of a loss to Alexander Volkov. And again, he's sort of in the, the same situation as uh, Josie Rosen strikes. He's not really a top five fighter. And prior to the defeat to Volkov, he was very impressive with wins over Walt Harris, Greg Hardy, Ben Rothwell, and Maxine Grishin. So, He's got the experience coming into this one. And I think with Marcin Tarbero, when he's coming up against sort of knockout artists or heavy strikers, he tends to control proceedings within, with regards to his wrestling. I think that's what he'll look to do right from the get-go. I think he's got to be very respectful of the power that Jorginho possesses, really. And I think if you're willing to stand and trade with Jorginho, he will knock you out. So Marcin has the experience in the UFC and as a, a pro mixed martial artist, so he'll know how to deal with guys like Rosenstrike. With that being said, I think Rosenstrike's power will just be too much for Marcin heading into this one. So I'm probably going to go for a Marcin to Tabur- uh, not Marcin to Tabur- sorry, mm. Josina Rosenstrike in the second. TKO, second? Yeah, second my TKO. Yeah, that's another one. I agree. I think it is a TKO. Uh, your TKO in the second would be plus, uh, plus 550. No, that's not too bad. No, it's not too bad at all. Uh, (laughs) Rosenstrike is minus 160 to win the fight, plus 110 to win by KO, TKO submission. Uh, So lots of value to be found here. Uh, I think Rosenstrike wins. Minus 160 doesn't scare me off. Mm. I'm going to bet that and maybe back it up and maybe double dip a little bit and go with your uh, second round TKO at plus 550. No, and there's certainly some value there. I think when you sort of read out those odds, that's crazy to think of, uh, you know, to hear that really with the guy like Jardine Rosenstrike, who is a knockout artist. So, yeah, there's certainly value there, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, that's it for you. 
No, that's it for me. Um, have you got any fights you want to talk I've about? I've got a couple I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, Alexei Olenek versus Jared Vendera. Vendera? Vendera, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at this, and I think Alexei Olenek minus 110. I think I think he's going to get it done. So, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm flip-flopping my fighters. I want Jared. I want Jared minus 110. This is a very even fight, but I think Jared's going to pull it out. So I'm going to bet Jared to win. And if I had to, uh, if I had to guess, I'm going to take Jared by KO, TKO, or submission plus 150. Wow. No, that is crazy. Um, I think I'm on topology right now, and I don't know what, you know, the other odds are, but on topology, it's got Jared as a slight favorite. Now, it's, it really is a tough one, personally. I think with Alexei Olenek, he's got the experience. He's 44 years of age. Even though he's on a three-fight losing streak, uh, they're against the guys like Chris Dalkus, Derek Lewis, and Sergei Spivak. So again, there's no shame in losing to those guys. Jared Van Der Aar, yeah, and he's not on the best of spells at the moment. He's coming off of a, a split decision defeat to Andre Arlovsky. And this is a this is really is a tough fight. I think I'm probably I'm probably going to back Alexei Olenek this weekend because his ground game is just sheer brutal. You know, he's going <laughs> to come in with that typical Bergen-Strichter sort of approach on the mat and he'll produce his trademark submission win under his belt. So I think he'll get it done this weekend, but it, it really is tough. It's so difficult to predict. It's a bit of a coin flip and I can see why Jared's a slight, slight favorite going into this one, but I'm probably going to go for Alexei Olenek to get a 60th professional win under his belt this weekend. Is this a bet? You're going to bet on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll bet submission. Ooh. I'm going to go for Olenek in the first round. Submission. Oh, submission in the first. Oh. Uh, we agreed way too much last week. I had to come up with something you were going to disagree with. <laughs> you had to stir the pot a little bit, Arch. Right. <laughs> uh, one more fight I want to look at. Anthony Hernandez yep. versus Josh Fremd. Uh, mm. Let's see here. I like Anthony Hernandez here. Only minus 188 to win the fight. I'm, I'm going to back it because I don't see any value. Anthony Hernandez, I do think the fight will not go to decision. It will not. I think Anthony. I think Anthony knocks him out, but that's a minus one twenty play. So I'm uh, whatever six of one half dozen in there. I'm going to back Anthony Hernandez just on the money line minus one eighty. No, no, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think Josh Friend. He's making his UFC debut, and Anthony Hernandez. It's it really is a tough fight for for Josh Friend, really, because he's coming off of a submission win over Rodolfo Vieira, who's a high level BJJ artist, and. I'm looking forward to this one. And again, when you're stepping in a short notice against a guy like Anthony Hernandez, it will be a tough night at the office. And I think wherever the fight goes, I think Hernandez will be able to hold his own in terms of the the striking. Krem tends to leave too many opportunities and openings for, for Hernandez to just exploit from the get-go, whether it will be Hernandez rocking him and clipping him, knocking him out in the first round, or even getting him to the floor and chasing the submission. So I think from the get-go, Hernandez will probably put the pressure on Josh Friend and get the fight to the floor. I'm going to go for a first round submission in favor of Fernandez. Oh, okay. So you're, you're on board with this one. No, I'm in agreement with you as well, mate. There you go. <laughs> Got you back on the right side, the winning side. There we go. <laughs> the winning side, the 18. Uh, there's... Let me look. Let me... Yeah, I'm going to do it. Aspen Ladd versus Raquel Pennington. Uh... <laughs> I got, I got Stu, man. Uh, <laughs> see, Aspen Ladd is plus 162. Raquel Pennington's minus 180. 
but what I'm really looking at here is the Raquel Pennington to win by decision plus 110. Am I wrong? Raquel Pennington decision. It's a tough one. I, I've really, going into this week, I've been topping and turning this one. It's a, a real coin flip again. Aspinall's coming off of a defeat to Norma Dumont. Um, it's, I'm really not so sure. I think Raquel Pennington, she's on an absolute tear at the moment. She's on a three-fight winning streak against Renault, Bianchi and Zad, and recently against Macy Kieson. And I think if the Raquel Pennington, that form, uh, Macy Kieson shows up, I think she will be able to get it done. However, I think if Aspen Ladd sort of, I think with Pennington, she's very poor in terms of her takedown, her ability to fight off the mat in terms of fighting a, a wrestler is very poor. And I think there are certainly ways in which Aspen Ladd will be looking at Raquel Pennington and getting the fight done. I think if she can control top position really quickly, I think she'll get it done by a decision. But with that being said, I just, I don't know. I think Raquel Pennington does have the ability to, to hold her own and match Ladd's sort of pace from the get-go. And I think Pennington does have the edge in terms of the striking and on the clinch. So it's a, oh, I don't know. I really don't. I'm going to go for an Aspen Ladd by decision. I think she'll probably control the fight on the floor for like 15 minutes. Oh, there you go. You're getting a lot of value there. Plus 260 on that. Mm. We could just put our money together and say fight goes to the fight goes to the judges. Yes, minus two seventy five. Yeah, a, no, hundred percent. Put, put up a lot of money we'll for that one. But. <laughs> I don't think we'll see a finish in this one. No, no, I don't think so either. Almost, almost couldn't quite get there, but I'm you know Mackenzie Dern, Tisha Torres is probably going decision too. Um, I don't know. I think with Mackenzie Dern, mm. she's very well-equipped in terms of her submission game. Her ability as a BJJ artist is is incredible. I think as soon as the fight goes to the floor, it's, you know, good night to her opponents. But what we saw in the last fight against Marina Rodriguez is if somebody can keep the fight standing and avoid the takedown defense against Kenzie Dern and you've got, you know, good enough striking, then you have the ability to... You won't put Mackenzie down away, but you have the ability to control proceedings and try and outpoint her in the striking department. And then Tisha Torres, she's on a hell of a run at the moment. She's on a three-fight win streak, coming off a win over Angela Hill. And again, Whoa, I think she, she beat Angela be, Hill. Uh, stop the, stop the <laughs> She's coming off a win over Angela Hill. Yeah, and I think if she, she probably could be the the woman this weekend to to keep the fight standing against a woman like Mackenzie Dern and try and outpoint her, but. I don't know. I like Mackenzie Dern in this one, but there is value certainly in Tisha Torres by decision if she can keep the fight standing and try and outpoint Dern. But I'm going to go for a Dern by a first round submission. Okay. Okay. All right. That's all I had. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Uh, that's all I've got, mate. All right. Very good. Oh, so you're looking forward to this one. You're going to stay up late and watch it? Yeah, no, I'm going to stay up late. I think I'm a big fan of Ian Gary. So usually from time to time, if it's a, a stale pay-per-view card i'll sort of wake up to towards the end of the prelims and wake up ready for the main cards but i think for this one uh josina rose and strike tybera is the one before ian gary so i might you know get up for that one it just depends uh, you know again i'm really looking forward to this one it won't be an all-nighter i just can't warrant staying up for the earlier fights even though they are good you know julio Ars and delia uh, daniel daniel santos to start the pay-per-view card is a good fight Pierre Rodriguez was Kai Hosen. 
Rodriguez is undefeated. So there are, there are some good fights in the early prelims, but I can't really justify saying that. <laughs> Call me a casual you want, but it's the life of a European MMA fan. Right, you'll, you'll, you'll stay up for the, you'll, you'll wake up for the Irishman, right? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Going yeah. forward, though. It's not know, like he's Welsh. Well, you wouldn't get out of bed for a Welsh. Absolutely not, Sam. <laughs> All right. Scots is probably just about pushing it. <laughs> All right, James, always good talking to you, man. No, likewise, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.